for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Uh, What's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, August 12th, 2014. This is episode 132 of Tag of the Androids. Uh, Every now and again on Tuesday, (laughs) we do this show. Uh, We talk about Android and whatnot. Matt Lee, that's me, that's Eric, on Skype with the Crystal Clear Connection. Eric, how you doing? Coming to you from the future. Future, future, future. You sound like it, like it, like it. And nobody does audio engineering in the future, future, future. Also joining no, us. No, we've given it up. I know. Nick Carroll, how you doing, man? Straight from the past. Hello, guys. <laughs> Remember when Hangouts used to work and look good? That's the version Nick's using. How you doing, Nick? <laughs> pretty, pretty good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. You guys got a whole ton of stuff in this doc. I'm actually just opening it now, so this is going to be really fun. So uh, I have heard that the black phone is getting out there. In more people's hands, more people using it, uh, people digging it, some people not maybe digging it. Uh, what do you think? Is it is it a bus? It's probably too soon to say one way or the other, yeah? I think it's too soon. Okay. However, yeah. I will say that um, just yesterday I met somebody who is not using a black phone but using the, um, the silent circle, um, like, Phone calling, like basically using the the software that's on the phone. Using the apps sans the the phone, right? Exactly. Right. The black apps. On crappy, crappy crappy 3G, like the most unreliable 3G you've ever you've ever been on. Crystal clear calls. Like I was really, really impressed. Not like this. (laughs) (laughs) Should we call you on your calling from silent phone? (laughs) (laughs) Can we WhatsApp you into the show? Oh man. So is it is it is it as secure? Can we talk about like slowly plotting your demise on on the, these devices or what do you think? How on, on a super secure scale rating of of one to three dots, uh, how many dots would you give it, Eric? Uh, I I'd give it two dots and one horseshoe. Two point horseshoe dots. I like that. Exactly. Uh, it. I would say. I mean, if if it's just if it's just the voice, like assuming that there's nothing else that's capturing your voice, um, I'm sure it's probably. I'm sure it's probably pretty secure. If anything, the compression is is amazing, just based off of our little experiment. Um, but uh, so you are, know, the the are, phone itself is locked down. I think we can say that. Are you saying then, if I have a black phone? Or wait, if I have the black phone and then I install the Facebook Messenger app on it, is that going to defeat the purpose of the black phone? Or will it just be like, are you kidding me? Click click yes to wipe your phone and then throw it away because you're an idiot. I don't think it's going to tell you to throw your phone away, but the more apps that you – the more that you sideload, the, um, especially if you're sideloading from questionable places – um, the yeah. less secure you're going to make the phone. Yeah, um, I mean, the phone itself doesn't have, like, the Google Play Store or any of the Google apps. Right. It doesn't have, like, the Amazon Market or anything. You pretty much have to sideload that stuff to get, you know, to get, you know, apps from those locations, or you'd have to just sideload each and every app. You know, the good thing is, is, you know, from what I understand, is, like, any app that you install, automatically it prevents any of the permissions from being used at first, so you'd have to enable them manually. So there's a number of things that it does right. You know, it tries to do HTT, you know, HTTPS everywhere, and it does a lot of. It tries to do a lot of things right um, from the get-go, preventing you from, as a user, circumventing, you know, its secure methods. But like anything, like anything with Android or any other operating system, you can go out of your way to make the phone or its apps more vulnerable, or your experience on that phone more vulnerable. So I mean, it, it's 
user beware, you know, really. And act, and actually, uh, there's a article that was uh, put out. I think what was it yesterday or maybe today? Oh, earlier today on uh, Pocket Now, where they talk about uh, ten ways that black phone keeps you secure. So it goes through like a bullet point of bull, a ten list, a bullet point of uh, different things it does. Like it man, it mandatory, it makes it mandatory to have a screen lock. For example, on your phone, you can't use anything like face unlock or swipe to unlock. To unlock the phone, you pretty much have to put in a passcode or so, of some sort. You know, it offers uh, uh, phone, in, you know, encryption on the phone itself. You know, so that's that's pretty cool. It it forces you, or not forces you, but it makes it highly optional, optional and preferable to uh, use the encryption that's built in on the phone. Stuff like that. So it's really not doing anything that. I mean, aside from the fact, like there, there's a different story we'll talk about where they where they discuss um, their patching, like. Yeah. How they like how they do patching, um, yeah. but a lot of this stuff is already available and built into Android, like encryption is. Um, yeah. But they've just they've sort of they've they've put their own twist on the operating system to make it easier to opt into those things or mandatory in some cases. Um, yeah. And on top of that, like they've they've sort of upgraded some of the default services, like the like the Wi-Fi. Um, it was using W. It's using WPA Supplicant, I think, just like the the standard yeah. Linux Wi-Fi management tool, and then they they've uh, upgraded it and um, renamed it Kismet. I, I think I think Kismet is theirs. I don't. It could be something that was already existing, um, but they've they've just added and tweaked. But a lot of this stuff is already built into Android. Yeah, and they kind of make it, you know, the not if not the default, the preference. You know, hey, you need to. It, you know, encrypt this phone, you know, when you're going through the setup process. And if you choose not to do it, it'll say, hey, we'll remind you, you know, and that's not what you get in the regular Android experience, for example. So, and, and as you had mentioned, you know, like the secure calling feature that, that you had tested. So, yeah. And it even mentions one of the bullet points here, secure contacts. So, you, it basically uh, segments your contacts to where, you, you know, they can't be, be viewed. So, from the outside, so. And I think Did what Matt had mentioned. The... Oh, go for it. Oh, go ahead, Nick. I was going to say what Matt had mentioned was uh, there's a, a recent, or I guess what you had mentioned was there's a recent incident where apparently a black phone was was hacked at least uh, to some extent recently. Yeah, it it was basically uh, so this was DefCon and yeah. uh, a a team that was at DefCon. Um, stated that they had found three vulnerabilities which led to them uh, being able to get root access on the phone, which yes. you know, for every other phone in existence, we would we'd throw up our hands and celebrate. Um, but for the <laughs> black phone, it's not really something you want to see <laughs> that somebody yeah. was able to uh, get root on it. Yeah, I, I read the art an article on this earlier today, and I, I, I think they had mentioned that, you know, it wasn't like, you know, the person's just using the phone walking around and it got hacked. I think it was an issue where, like, they said, okay, here's a phone. They're handing it to someone. Try to hack it. That, you know, it's that kind of kind of deal. So, you know, they had ADB enabled, which it's disabled by default. But the person that bought the black phone, you know, he had enabled it, you know, and then plugged it up to a computer and hacked it essentially that way, you know. And, and there's a number of things that that were done by the user that made it easier for it for it to be hacked, is, is what I recall from the article. So. You're right, and there there are three the three things that they said were vulnerabilities. The first one was the ADB, um, the piece, which Blackphone came back and said, well, that's ADB is part of the operating system. We disable it by default and discourage its use. But I mean, that's they said that's not a vulnerability. The second vulnerability um, they discovered they said on June 29th, they um, patched it on June 30th, and it was pushed out in an OTA update on August 1st. Oh, yeah, I'm that's sorry. pretty quick the, turnaround too. I mean, not just for Android, but for any OS. So, yeah, that that's pretty fast. Like basically, they found it on the 30th, patched it the next day, and then released it the next day. Like that's that's unheard of in in any mobile, you know, yeah. uh, operating system. If even computers, like you really don't see that a lot except for on Linux. So, yeah. Um, and the then the third vulnerability, I guess, is going to be. Um, is going to be discussed, or I'm sorry, was discussed a couple of days ago, 
and the um, Black Phone team is getting the details of that one from the uh, team that found it. Yeah, but I will say, you know, it's a good start. You know, if you're willing to segment yourself uh, from, you know, the Android or the Google Apps ecosystem, you know, and you're willing to sideload select apps and really use it as a uh, almost like a work phone or a security phone, like separate from your own phone, it'd probably be, you know, a pretty good phone uh, to get as long as you, you know, are pretty consistent, you know, with your behavior, <laughs> you know, don't try to root the phone yourself or leave ADB on or, or allow, you know, third-party apps or whatever, you know, if you, if you do what you can to keep it secure, I, I think you're going to be safe 99% of the time with that phone. Well, this is, this is sort of, I mean, I see this, this is definitely like a first-gen product. Um, I would, I would hope that like in the next generation of this product, they would do something similar to the Samsung Knox program where um, if I'm remembering, if I'm thinking of the right program, it's where you have, um, you know, Segments. two separate installs. Yeah. You know, one for you and one for quote unquote work or, you know, yeah. that you would. Cause right now you're right. You, this is, this should be your second phone. Like this is not a good only phone. Um, unless, unless you're like, unless you're like, I really just want a secure phone and I'm coming from my flip phone and I have I just really don't care about the smartphone crap. Like there, it's yeah. a very, very, very small market segment that would that would find that you know that example compelling. Um, yeah. For most of us, we still want to do stuff on our phones because you know they cost so much money, and who wants to think that they paid all that money for you know something that you just talk on? Yeah. The thing about the black phone is it's not like a, a quote-unquote burner phone because those are typically your cheap and expensive phones you buy for a short period of time and you throw it away essentially, you know, th this is a relatively expensive phone, not exactly the most high-end phone, but it's catered exclusively to the security <laughs> club essentially, essentially. So, you know, it, it's definitely a work in progress and I agree it's, it's, it's not perhaps as good as it should be for a first-end product, but considering, uh, considering things, I, I think it, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, it's not a phone for me per se, but I can see someone in the security industry or the anti-security industry perhaps using a phone like that. All anonymous That's... members get the black phone, except we don't <laughs> yeah. know who to send them to because they're anonymous. Put them in the brown paper bag, put it in the park, somebody will pick it up later. <laughs> That's right. That's how this thing works. Uh, Eric, are you still loving your, uh, your oppo or are you over it? I still like it. I'm a little over it, though. Yeah, you want? Yeah. What happened with the uh, the ladies' first disaster here? Did with the one plus one? <laughs> well, thankfully that's not that's not my phone. Um, but uh, I guess they, you know, the whole thing with the one plus one is that you have to be invited, um, and it, you know, it, it's kind of irritating. Like you can't just go out and buy the phone. So. Uh, Let's just call them Oppo because calling them OnePlus, you know, insults our intelligence. Um, they so they decided to run a contest uh, called Ladies First, um, claiming that uh, chivalry is not dead. Give the ladies a chance to uh, to skip to the front of the line uh, as long as they post pictures of themselves with the OnePlus uh, logo. Ah, that's such a cheap way to get fan fan post. What are those called? There used to be a name Selfie? for that. No, before that, there used to be a name for it where, like, female fans of, like, random websites would post pictures of themselves with the sign or uh, the URL of the website. I want to say they were called, like, fan pics or something like that, but there was, like, a name for it. But that's what that reminds me of. It's like, that's such a cheap way to do it. We'll let you buy this phone. We'll give you an invite to buy this phone first because you're a lady if... You put our logo on those tatas and take a picture and put it up yeah. on our site. And of course, they're trying no, to, you know, make it, I guess, more family friendly and say, you know, no nudity pictures, please, but just <laughs> please, even going that, wink, extra, wink. that extra mile <laughs> of trying to single it out, make people look at that <laughs> first. So. Nudity pics to the front. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. As, as if anybody's like, you know what? I really need that phone. Let me take my shirt off. Like, I, nobody. Nobody was ever going to post naked pictures with a OnePlus logo. Well, I, don't, I don't know. 
I, w- I wouldn't you say so? nobody. I mean, it's the internet, man. It's a big place. It's like saying nobody in America has. I don't know. You know what I'm Matt, saying, Matt? Even though? even if you do that Silence of the Lambs thing, you're still not a lady. They're still not going to give you a phone. Uh, whatever. I don't even want a phone. I have a phone, and I'm quite happy with it. Thanks. Yeah, says you for now. Yeah, well, you know, except for that whole GPS issue. No, actually, the, the Verizon Moto X got 444 pushed to it uh, last week. So that's pretty sweet. How's that? It's, I don't know. It's still all right. A <laughs> little, little buggy here and there, but it's It's okay. You work Match around review. you work around the bugs. It reminds mm. me of like the Droid X where every morning you just reboot the thing because you knew like it was gonna want to reboot at some point in the morning. So you just preemptively uh reboot it. This sounds awesome. Yeah. So that was a disaster and now nobody wants the one plus one or what? A lot of people still want the one plus one, All but right. unfortunately it's still in well, the only. Moving on. Yeah. Uh, the Note yeah. 4 has been leaked a little bit. The biggest, giantest phone Samsung has ever made. Yeah, pretty much the hottest phablet around. And it looks like it's got chamfered edges, you know, which is probably unsafe territory for uh, for Samsung, yes, even still today. <laughs> but uh, it, it looks pretty decent. The, the back of the phone, at least from the leaked pic, uh, from the articles that I've been reading, um, Looks kind of weird. It's probably pretty grippy, which is something that older Samsung phones have not been known for. But it's probably all still going to be plastic, notwithstanding the uh, what looks like to be aluminum uh, edges, you know, that are chamfered. So, Nick, Nick, I I don't have the bandwidth to Google that that very long word that you keep saying. What the hell is chamfered? Yeah. Chamfered is kind of like beveled tongue. or edges that are kind of cut. So imagine you have like. Where to, or a corner where you have a 90 degree angle. Well, when you sham, do a chamfered edge, you basically sort of cut an, a 45 degree angle into that or something along those lines. But it's the way it's the metal is treated. Uh, they call it chamfered. Um, it's a weird word, I admit, but that's essentially the process. I've seen a number of Apple iPhone videos where they're talking about the chamfered edges and they show machines that basically cut into the beveled edge around the phone and it goes around the, the, the phone edges. And so that's what is going on here. There's a, a bezel that goes around four corners of this phone that's made out of aluminum or some sor- sort of metal, metal, and the bezels are beveled. I don't know what you call it. but You like anyways, cut the edges off, basically. Yeah, they, they sort of erode or wear the edges off to where it gives it kind of a premium look and gives it a little bit of a glint when you look at it when you move the phone around and the light hits it at a certain angle it's you get a glimmering effect so it's it's kind of cool in that respect too so that's a sappy uh, phone check out the uh, show notes if you want to see what chamfered means yeah (laughs) and uh one thing about the phone it's going to be a 5.7 inch screen which is uh i think the last note is a 5.7 no, it's 5.7 as well, so it would be the same size. But instead of a 1920 uh, by 1080p display, it would be Quad HD, which is like 2560 by 1440. So it would be this, uh, the normal size of the, of the Note 3 probably, about the same size, about the same weight. Maybe a tiny bit heavier if it's using metal around the edges, but with a Quad HD display, which is really what all the flagships are aiming for nowadays. So that's a thing. So it looks like you know Mobile World Congress when that comes out, usually they have their own unpacked event uh, where they uh, where they basically announce the Note 4, pretty much like they've done all the previous notes. So it looks like that's going to be uh, coming up. It doesn't look bad. It does not yeah. look bad. Yeah, I think they're improving, and I actually like the look of the Note 3. It's got like a uh, I don't know what you call it, the leather. Esque leather-like <laughs> uh, exterior on the back. That looks actually pretty decent. I have a friend that has one of those, and I personally like the look of the phone. And considering how how small the bezels are on all four sides, it's uh it's not as big as it could be. There are a lot of other phones with 5.5, 5.7 inch displays that are significantly larger. So that's one of the things Samsung does really well is make a relatively small phone with a large with a relatively large display. 
or IFA, I guess, is the next event. That's generally when they uh, announce their Note uh, lineup. Like last year, they announced their Note 3 and, and a smartwatch. And rumor has it they have another smartwatch coming out that's actually a completely dedicated smartwatch. So instead of something that has to be tethered to your phone, like all the previous gear uh, phones, looks like they're working on a standalone uh, phone as well. So that, that could be interesting. We shall wait with bated breath. Yes. <laughs> um, in the meantime, did you see the other rumor about codename Shamu? Yes, and that actually sounds interesting. So for me, I've always thought they would actually come out with like a Nexus 5.5 instead of a Nexus 6 because of the whole Nexus 6 name was part of the whole uh, Philip K. Dick uh, novel, uh, something about sheep and dreaming. I can't remember. It's been so long. But the movie Blade Runner was based on that. So I thought, well, they'd never come out with the Nexus 6 device. Well, sure enough, it sounds like Google is actually working on a Nexus 6 device uh, codenamed Shamu. So that, that sounds interesting. And it looks like it would be made by Motorola. So that's interesting. Yeah, the you know part of the reason why this speculation, why people think that this might be accurate is um, if you remember, Motorola, Google sold off uh, everything except for a couple of small divisions they sold off to Lenovo. So now yeah. that Motorola is not you know, in the family anymore. Um, yeah. uh, the thought is that they, they're not going to risk, risk pissing off all the other hardware manufacturers um, who might have seen it as preferential treatment or favoritism if they would have gone with the Nexus, uh, with a Motorola Nexus phone in the past. Yeah, I, I know LG, you know, they had made the last two Nexus devices, but I had seen a couple recent uh, interviews or articles where they basically said they don't know who's making the phone or they are not making the next phone. So it seems likely that someone else will be making a Nexus device. And if it's not someone like HTC, you know, obviously Motorola sounds like a, uh, a decent option. And considering Lenovo doesn't really have any pull in America with, you know, their, their line, I, I'm pretty sure it'd be Motorola at this point, if not maybe Samsung. But I'm not sure if we'll ever see any Samsung Nexus devices again. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they would ever go for it. There's no like there's no point like they've already they've already made the name for themselves. I like they're they're on their own path. Um yeah. and plus they have Tizen, so I guess that's that's a big middle finger to Google anyway. Um Yeah. So yeah, it'd be but, interesting yep. to see, you know, we're 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 seeing, you know, the Google Play uh devices go away and maybe we'll see something like Android Silver, but it'd be interesting to see how well something like the Moto 360 works with with the Nexus 6, or if it'd be something that would work specifically better with only Motorola devices. I unless unless Lenovo is changing, you know, unless Lenovo is is wants is like going to change and go the Samsung route. Like I I see Motorola as staying sort of device agnostic when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, yeah. Like the only stuff that the only stuff that Motorola has put out in recent years that is only Motorola, I think it's like that like that skip. Uh, accessory where you can yeah. unlock your phone by like tapping it against this little this little clip. Um, but for something like a like a watch, I mean, they they just want to sell devices, I think. Yeah. So what else you want to talk about, Nick? Um, oh, here's here's a fun one. Um, since we're talking about Chinese phone manufacturers. Um, yes. <laughs> did you did you hear the whole controversy about Xiaomi? Yeah, Xiaomi or whatever they're called. They yeah they uh, their phones were recently uploading all their users' contacts without permission, and that's something that I had. My understanding was that was limited exclusively to anyone that signed up with their cloud services, but apparently it was occurring to anyone that just had a Xiaomi phone that uh, automatically whenever they you know, authenticated to the network and, you know, got connected that their contact list would essentially be uploaded to Xiaomi. That, 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 uh, offhand sounds creepy. <laughs> yeah. And the, so where this, where this originated, like you said, like you thought it was, you thought it was people that had opted into their, to their cloud services. Um, what, what ended up being the case because they kept denying, denying, like we, we don't, we don't do that with our customers' data. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. But what actually happened was that when you when you activate the phone, 
um, they are automatically opting you into not just their cloud services. They're not opting you into their cloud services, I don't think, but they're automatically opting you into their cloud messaging, which is similar to iMessage. And the way that that works is that your messages, you know, go over the internet and they go to Apple servers and then Apple distributes them. Yeah, it's a way you basically to avoid, avoid SMS, SMS charges charge. by using the service, yeah. Well, Xiaomi, <laughs> Xiaomi has that same thing, and they've, but because they were auto-enrolling people, part of that enrollment process is, you know, sucking up your contacts into, into their cloud. Yeah. Um, which they say they're not going to do anymore because they're, yeah. they're good little boys and girls. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm wondering I'm if, if, if people who died <laughs> even knew that this feature existed or if they knew to what extent this feature, you know, was used. Maybe, maybe there was confusion there, but at least to outwardly, it seems like it could have been used for something devious. But then again, they're a relatively new uh, company, so. But you know what, what really surprises me is that that seems very obvious. Like, if... If I were, you know, Hugo Barra and I, I came into the, I came into a room and I said, okay, listen, guys, they're putting out articles saying that we are uploading contacts to our servers. What do we have that even does that? And then somebody would raise their hand and say, well, sir, our, our messaging platform does that. Okay, why would it, why would it do that for everybody? Oh, uh, we're automatically enrolling them. Like this, this, this little logical chain is not hard to follow. Why did it take like weeks of denying? To actually come yeah. out and say, "Oh, our bad." Yeah, you know, and basically, uh, if I remember correctly, it was someone like F Secure, and they basically just did a simple, like, uh, packet capture using like Wireshark or whatever, and essentially was able to see this information. And the, the whole point of them actually being able to see, like, see if if encryption was being used, that would be one thing. But they're not even using encrypting, so the contacts are going out in the clear, so they could actually see what it what uh was was being transmitted because it wasn't even protected. That, that's one aspect of the story that I remember. So that, that's kind of weird. So it's not just that they're getting your contacts, they're getting your contacts in the clear. So theoretically, between you and China, <laughs> you know, your, that metadata could, could be visible or viewable by someone else. I, I'm imagining somebody just sitting in a mall in China with their laptop pulled up in Wireshark and yeah. just like, you know, just sit next to a like to a Xiaomi store or like a cell phone place and just watch the activations roll in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man, that is uh, that's very sad. Um, I don't know, Nick. Dealer's choice. What do you want to talk about next? Let's see. I'll go towards the the kind of weird goat simulator coming to Android. <laughs> oh so this baby. Was, yeah. This, so this was an uh in a pretty, uh, what do you say, popular <laughs> uh, PC title. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still as popular as it was, you know, a month or two ago, but, uh, you know, it uses, it's basically a, a s sort of a simulator that uh, uses uh, physics, you know, pretty heavily, but not apparently very sophisticated physics. And then, you know, the uh, your avatar of choice is essentially a goat <laughs> using these poor physics and, uh, Anyways, but this uh, this game really took off a couple months ago when it came out. Actually, when it was like in beta, it kind of took off, and uh, you could download it for for next to nothing off Steam, and uh, it's now coming to Android. So uh, that's pretty crazy. I yeah, I I'm interested in this. I've never I've never played this game. It it looks really stupid, but I find the videos to be hilarious. Um, yeah. There's all sorts of little like Easter eggs that are thrown in there. Um, there was an episode of Know How, which is a show on the Twit Network, where they were talking about like the best Easter eggs of Goat Simulator. And there's like one where, where you, can, you can convince fellow goats to like follow you up a hill, and then you sacrifice them, and then you become the devil goat, and you can like fly. It, this is the most bizarre game in the world, and it just it warms the deepest cockles of my heart to know that it's coming to Android. That's right, really and does. iOS and Xbox. So it's pretty popular, but pretty <laughs> crazy game. So my, my kids have played it. They, they've enjoyed it. So they don't play it now, but at least it's a, it's a pretty popular fad. It looks like we'll the have Carol it. Clan playing when you say yeah. fad, you mean like you play it once and then never touch it again, right? Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Pretty much. Or, or you play it for a limited time. I mean, I've, there's been a lot of Let's Play videos out there 
that are pretty hilarious. You know, people just goofing around with it. But it, it's not a uh, it's not a quality title. It's not something that keeps you in there. You know, due to a plot or impressive graphics or there's nothing to it other than just silliness from running your goat around. So good stuff. Keeping with I do you. love running my goat around. <laughs> Do you guys want to talk about the shield next? We got a few stories about that. Um, first, we should mention Google not going to call games free anymore if they have in-app purchases. So, yeah. what do you do? You make a whole nother area on on the store that's like free with in-app purchases, or what do you call that then? Free to yeah, so get you... in, but not free to. You have three common words. You have free-to-play, freemium, and uh, oh, I forgot the other word. But there's like three different rip-off. I believe the word you were looking for is rip-off. Yes. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, it's kind of hard to tell what game is what, really. What dif- what differentiates, you know, freemium from free-to-play or, you know, anything else. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I just think the like the another interesting part of the article is that Apple has specifically said we will not do this. So it's the EU. They're drawing should, the ire of the EU. Right, right. We should mention it's the EU that has started this. Yeah, well, there's been some games that have come out as quote unquote free to play, but what that means is it's free to get in, but you can't really go anywhere in the game until you pay and pay a lot. And so we've seen a couple decisions in the in the EU. At least one of them with what was it? Not Crazy Taxi. That's a more recent game with 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 issues. But uh, I can't remember the other game. But there was a game where um, Dungeon Keeper. I think that was it. Where you could play the game and and start having fun initially. But to really make use of anything in the game or to make any real progress, you had to pay, and you had to pay a lot over time. You know, and really, Nick, and Eric, I mean, this isn't a new business model. Drug dealers have been giving yeah. people their first hit for free for many, many decades now. Once yeah. getting them hooked, <laughs> driving the price up. Way up, yeah. <laughs> simple children. simple economics, right? It's, it's simple, simple economics here. Yeah, go for it, Eric. No, I just, nothing. Just think no. of the children. This is, this is oh, horrifying. Yeah. We need to yeah, protect no, but, them. But and yeah, didn't we talk decision... about this before with games that have, like, casino gambling games in them that you play to then get things in the game? Like, you're giving them a dollar to get three spins on the... I mean, that's gambling, in effect, and it's kids th- that are doing it. And, that I mean, that's fine. Who cares? Gamble. Move to Vegas. F it. Yeah. <laughs> And there's another recent game that's come out that's got a lot of attention called Crazy Taxi. It's a new remake of the Crazy Taxi franchise by Sega. And, Sega! Uh, it, looks, yeah, it looks like a really good game, but apparently you know, you have to buy diamonds to get gas. And if you, go, you, you can only have a certain amount of diamonds through certain missions and stuff like that. So uh, that's kind of, a, kind of a big thing there. But it's a free game, but you know, really to go in here with that game to continue having fun you have to pay a lot how do you guys and i know this is totally different but just 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 to just to throw it out there how do you think like the whole gaming console industry would have evolved had it utilized this type of model early on where you go you pay 200 bucks for your new xbox and then you start playing the game and all of a sudden it's like bling please insert a dollar to continue you know like that's yeah. basically what this is. I mean, you can yeah. say it however it you want. <laughs> like arcades, <laughs> like we were there. Right. Yeah, way, yeah, like yeah, very yeah. Early on. And yeah, yeah. That's true. But you paid to get in with that first quarter. Too, and funny so. enough, at the arcade is where you bought the drug. No, never mind. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> what a coincidence. Uh, I'm gonna get stoned I, and play I, Rampage. I <laughs> if consoles would have done this back in the 80s, 90s, even early 2000s. Um, it would have it, it would have been a no go, and I think today it still, for the most part, is a no go. Um, but we've we've gotten used to like there's this we've gotten used to the idea of paying a little, like you know the whole like cut out. it, it really sure started with it, iTunes the ni- the ninety nine cent mentality of right, you know yeah. oh I'll just throw in a little extra money and it's a buck it, what's a buck it, 
just a buck. I mean, it's come on, buck. man. That's a, that's a cup of coffee. Yeah, just a buck, well, guys. I pay less than you get milk to death from everything that you use, and you don't end up actually owning anything. Like you, you don't, right. you don't own the game. You don't own the full game. Um, you just have to keep on throwing another quarter into the effing machine, and I find it very irritating. But so, you know what? Thank you, Google, for being. You know what, though? That drove innovation to drill holes in quarters and tie strings around them, and so yeah. I mean, did that know, ever work? I'm just saying. I don't know. I see it in movies <laughs> all the time, but I I can't find a damn arcade around here. <laughs> but I mean, you have like emulators that have all those arcade games on a chip this big now, which is awesome. Yeah. So okay, download the emulator, put it in a, a giant quarter, and then stick it in your computer. Put it in a giant wooden box with a really crappy CRT monitor, and uh, stand in front of it for six hours. There you go. Just like a standing desk. That's healthy. Yeah. That's just. Yeah. Just like that. Oh, Eric, yeah. what do you envision the arcade of the future being? Um, Virtual? Perhaps? Lazy boys with <laughs> with Oculus Rifts uh, surgically implanted onto our faces. Yes. Would you like the permanent or the... That's permanent awesome. or semi-permanent. Right? Do you want this? And I would opt for semi-permanent, so that way I could upgrade it. Ah, no planned obsolete. You're not going to trick this guy. You're not going to trick mm. this sucker. Uh-uh. My lazy boy is heated and it vibrates. That's tr- that is true. And it has a toilet. So, you know. Good on you. <laughs> Good on you. So Google's going to go ahead and and rename these something else. I guess we'll see what they end up going with. Yeah, and Apple Apple pretty much just gave them the big finger. <laughs> yeah. I love that. So good. And Microsoft, Microsoft's like, what about us? We we do that too. They're like, who? Who are you again? Don't you own the Clippers? No, wait, that's that other guy. Never mind. <laughs> it's, I, I really, I see this as, well, I don't know. It could be a bad move. It could be a good move. Like, I, I see it more as a bad move because the EU has a history of, um, of using its clout to screw over American companies in giant lawsuits like Microsoft, um, like Google, like we just saw with this, um, you know, right to be forgotten stuff. Yeah. Um, well, so Apple giving the finger to the EU about this maybe is not such a good idea. And may- yeah. maybe we'll see a bigger lawsuit happen in the near future. Yeah, I guess they're partly trying to, I mean, you know, they're American companies, so they're, they're, it's not like they're a France-based company and, you know, they can only be harmed so much by the EU and they'll, They'll just keep fighting. You know, that's one, one thing Apple is not in any shortage of is lawyers, so they'll just keep going to court. Yeah, but, I mean, the Europe is a pretty big market for Apple. Yeah. Let's not, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, I think the U.S. is number one. Um, yeah. I, China's probably getting up there. If, so if it's not number two, it's probably going to be number two. Um, but, I mean, your number three customer is still important. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, one thing that we need to do is get defined what exactly is freemium. What does that mean? What exactly is free to pay? pay? What exactly is in that? Per- like, how can you differentiate between all these different free games? You know, there's free, free to play, and, you know, freemium. You know, what what literally do those mean? How much of the game can you play without having to pay for something? Can you actually complete the game without paying anything? Or does it take an enormously uh, long time or what? So I do think that's something that needs to be explored. What exactly do these terms mean, and you know what are we getting into? Are we going to have a different section in in the store for each? Although I'd say at this point the entire free section seems to it, it just includes all of those types, you know. So free to get in, but at some point you're going to you might have to or might want to pay for something. And when do we draw draw that line? Yeah. I, I think it's I think that I hope that it's something along the lines of. Um, like games where you buy currency, uh, games where you demo it first, then you buy the full game. Um, yeah. Like if they make those sort of delineations, I, I'm I'm happy with that because yeah. I'm I'm okay with basically you know like old school PC gaming. I get a demo up front yeah. and then I unlock the game by buying it. I'm okay with that. But the whole like you know I need to buy fifty donuts so I can do you know this that or the other like that's and really, really what is that teaching our children? Your children. I don't know. Well, what is that <laughs> teaching your children? 
Like that's well, if my no children good. are out there, so I'll, I'll have to pass this to Nick because they they haven't written to the show yet. To yeah. all my children well, who may or may not be out there, <laughs> don't yeah. buy donuts. Like we, our kids, they they play on uh, you know the Kindle Fire tablets we have. We have you know all, all three, one of each of all the three uh, Kindle tablets that have come out. And what we've ended up doing is essentially locking them down, and we've allowed them you know to to play some apps that are on there. But uh, I know at least once we run into a situation where one of our daughters, she had, she was able to buy either, an, she was able to buy some zero dollar apps or something. I can't remember what it was. So even though that she wasn't able to actually spend any money, what occurred on our Amazon bill or whatever it was, we would see zero dollar items on there. So there was that risk that she could have actually uh, bought something. So we're having to deal with that ourselves. So. Did you sit her down? Like, did you sit all your kids down and say, "Listen, kids, we're gonna have people the who talk. buy donuts are stupid. <laughs> Don't yeah. be a stupid donut buyer." I want to tell you about the birds and the bees. When the birds order things from Amazon and the bees order things from the iPhone store, with mom it and makes dad's daddy's room. credit card bill very unhappy. That's it's right. Fun. It's very right, and daddy, and then you get stung. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad that we brought that analogy to like a logical conclusion. That makes me happy. Right. I, I can't leave things like that open-ended. Closure. Mm. Closure, man. Closure. So, so uh, what? The Shield? Yes. Yeah. That's yes. one of the things I want to talk about as well. Is, uh, I've, I've actually been very excited about this tablet, although I can't afford it at this moment. I'm pretty certain my next tablet is going to be uh, this NVIDIA Shield. So I may not necessarily get the controller but the tablet itself, I like a lot. It's basically a, you know, a brand new tablet that just came out. It's produced by NVIDIA with, you know, their NVIDIA architecture. You know, it has all the Kepler cores, blah blah blah. But uh, it looks pretty nice. It's got a wireless, I think, at least up to N, built in, maybe AC. But I know that it also has uh, two front-facing uh, speakers, which is something almost no tablet or phone has. And Except I really the Nexus would want 10. To get... Except yeah. it only has one, huh? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, this one, like, I have the old, you know, the original Nexus 7, and I do need an upgrade. And this is, like, miles better than this. And there's so many features that it has, particularly if you have, like, an NVIDIA computer and you want to do streaming or, you know, you want to set, set up the tablet in console mode and, you know, connect so, it directly to your TV and play games. So let me ask you, are, are we down with NVIDIA again then? Because I remember we went through a time where Linus, 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 <laughs> Linus was giving them the finger. And everyone was like, yeah, F NVIDIA, this is bull. Like, are we all yeah. cool again? I, I just want to check and make sure. NVIDIA and AMD have been have both been trying to appease the Linux crowd more as well, you know, try to offer more driver support. I'm really not sure how well that's come across. But, uh, you know, particularly with their own, you know, devices, you know, they've, they've done okay, particularly with tablets, not so much with smartphones. But, you know, like the Nexus 7, when, the original Nexus 7 when it came out, the Tegra 3 was supposed to be pretty hot, but relatively compared to a lot of the chipsets of the day, maybe not so hot. Yeah, and the Prime but, had that. The Transformer Prime that we we got had the Tegra 3. And the, the stuff that was designed for it worked really well, like that Riptide game. When they, you know, that was like yeah. the thing was like, oh, check this out. It was cool for them, you know, for having it this big on your tablet. Yeah, well, it looks like the the Tegra K1, which is what it has now, is actually pretty comparable to you know the top end SOCs of today. So, and you know it's got Capricorn, so it has not just like the mobile. Do you keep saying Capricorn? Kepler. Kepler cores, like the like the telescope. Yeah. The satellite thing. Okay. I kept hearing like Capricorn. I was like, what are you saying? I'm from Texas. There's not a lot of words that I say. Hey, right. that's all right. <laughs> yeah, y'all. Y'all. Y'all talking about cores here. Capital <laughs> cores. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyways, it looks to be a pretty impressive uh, tablet. You I know, want you can one. Buy it for three, yeah, you can buy it for 300 bucks or 400 bucks, basically, depending upon if you have just the Wi-Fi version with 16 gigs of storage or the version with uh, LTE you know, and 32 gigs of storage. So... But they've got, even got their own set of peripherals, you know, that come out, that have come out at the same time, so you can order them. You know, a lot of tablets that come out have no peripherals, or it's maybe a few weeks or months before third parties come out with their own peripherals to it. But in this case, you get the tablet, 
and its own set of peripherals, now, you know, on day one. If you play Goat Simulator on the Shield, are you going to recommend a controller, or are you just going to go ahead and go tablet on that? Probably, probably recommend a controller like a lot of games. Okay, just just checking, Eric. And the... yes, Matt. What are you typing? Nothing. <laughs> I was I was trying to find out what the uh, what the Wi-Fi um, if it's wireless N or if it's wireless AC. Um, I can't find Who it. Who cares? Well, I'm interested, Matt. Are you? And I think our listeners are interested. I don't think our listeners care. I think whatever Wi-Fi they have, it's probably going to work with it. Maybe. You know, well, that's, that's that game streaming, though. I think if, if it's AC, that the game streaming right. technology from the computer to the tablet will work much better, me think. True. Yeah. Well, we'll say this. You know, most people aren't going to upgrade their wireless router just to get a, get a device, and that's kind of an interesting thing. Most people, once they have a wireless router, they basically stick with it until it breaks. So, no, uh, I don't know, though. Lately, mm. I don't know. If somebody gets a new thing... And it doesn't work on their thing at home, that no. thing's going right back, getting a new one, replacing it. I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it twice. Yeah, yeah it's Easy. probably situational. So, well, sure. <laughs> Depends. Uh, one what... thing to note is that the LTE version is not available yet. Uh, you can only get uh-huh. the Wi-Fi version, the 16 gigabyte. So that's Would you bad. want a LTE version? I feel well, like the, that would the benefit of the LTE version is that you have more storage on the device. Why? Like even if you're not going to use the LTE part of it, having double the storage, I think it's a big deal. Why is having an LTE antenna giving you more storage? Are you storing data on the antenna? Uh yeah, Matt, are you not an engineer? Do you not know how this works? Yeah, no, I I was just seeing if you knew how it worked. Thank you. Yeah, okay. it, of course you store it on the antenna. Right, that makes sense. Because it's cloud storage. Right. <laughs> on the, but it's on the device. On it's device cloud storage. on the device. It's so it can be closer. You want all your data as close to you as possible. That's so right. It's our new cloud fine. device protocol. It's called Closer. <laughs> Perfect. I'm just saying, if, if anybody needs help writing uh, a season of Silicon Valley, we are available. So, I'll just throw that out there. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Well, it does awesome. support Wi-Fi Direct, but yeah, I can't see anywhere where it says AC or not. Maybe they're that. obfuscating it. They're hiding it. Because it's, it's it. like it's running a modified version of uh, 802.11b. Ooh. Ooh. That's, that's going to be really fast when you hook it up to your old Belkin 802.11b router. That's right. Um, I have cool one thing. of those somewhere around here. Related to the to the NVIDIA Shield tablet, um, quick story is that Valve updated Portal and Half-Life 2, so now they work on the new tablet. So nice. you have yet another cool game. Game. Do those run on the Nexus 10 yet? I, they're, they're Shield exclusive for now. Ooh. Valve has not released them for other devices other than the Shield. Oh, I see. So they updated it to work with the new one, but it, they already worked with it right. Okay. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. Appreciate that. By the way, I was able to locate uh, the NVIDIA Shield tablet does not do wireless AC. It does do in. It does have both 2.4 and 5 gigahertz bands, but it doesn't do wireless AC. Still fast well, enough, okay. but still you'd want AC because it's like three times faster. Well, I would just plug it in Ethernet then at that point, wire that thing in. Boom. <laughs> yep. You know, it'd, it'd be interesting to see. You know, it does have USB, but not Ethernet. But I wonder if it would use a USB to Ethernet adapter. That would be something to test out. Hmm. Interesting. Or Bluetooth. I just stream my movies uh, via the the reliable, high-bandwidth, high-throughput Bluetooth LE protocol. That's right. No, no, no. Bluetooth 3.0. Excuse me. No, I still like to use LE because it works and it's stable. I'm not messing with that new new stuff. Uh Uh-uh. Not yet. I'll let you guys mess with it and drop your networks. So so real quick, I want to mention... That's right. Yeah. I wanted to mention one story here that I put in in the uh, in the rundown. Uh, there's a new uh, motorcycle helmet that's come out. Uh, they put it on Indiegogo, and it's already met its goal, like within like a day or so. But uh, it's uh, called the Scully AR1, and it's kind of like if you had Google Glass, but in a, in a motorcycle helmet. So this looks pretty cool. This is going to be so safe. Yeah, the safest well, I mean, helmet ever. 
it's a it's a HUD that's built in. I, I haven't actually seen footage as to like what it's supposed to look like. If it's supposed to be off to the corner or if it's going to obscure your vision, I, I highly doubt that. But if you think about it, the this motorcycle helmet is fourteen hundred dollars, and Google Glass is sixty is what fifteen hundred dollars. So it's actually cheaper than Google Glass, but it's you know it's probably better. <laughs> I want this so bad. I want it on some snowboard goggles though, and then oh, yeah. I also want it on the windshield of my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know of at least one device that's out there for a car. You basically put it on your dashboard and it yeah, shines yeah. it against that. But uh, yeah, that'd be cool to get. But yeah, this looks kind of interesting. I this just like the whole idea house. of using large glass or see-through, I guess, areas to overlay information on like that. Yeah. That you're in. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. It's pretty neat. I would... I would be really pissed, though, if I wiped out and destroyed my $1,400 helmet. I would never take my $1,400 helmet off. It would be my life <laughs> helmet, basically. You would right. just sit, you'd be sitting on the TV, like sitting in front of the TV with the helmet Yeah, on. I'd be like the Stig. I would just I'd never n- take it off, except for that one episode where they, yeah. So, that's like pretty that. cool. Could you wire this up to that, <laughs> that AR... Uh, gun Linux scope. Uh, what was that called? Tracking point. Could you wire up a tracking point scope rifle to your AR1 Android powered helmet? Yes, that would be. That's awesome. a thing. You could. I would mount that in my car as a turret, like Batman's. Like it just come up and it's like, and then it would just. That's why everyone thinks Montana's weird. Is this it? Is this why? It might be. This this is this couldn't be it. Montana was weird. Montana was weird. Yes. It was that uh that Stallone movie, Cliffhanger. Didn't they have a scene where there was a bunch of like snowmobiles and skiers and they're all like shooting and trying to anyway. Uh fourteen hundo is a lot of money. But it is pretty cool. I like that it's called the Scully. <laughs> I'll 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 wait for the next version, the Molder. Molder. It's a weird word. Molder. Uh, Verizon, if you still have unlimited data like a couple of us might still have, they're going to start. And now, is this the top 2% of of users? The top 5%. The top 5% of of users. Okay, so. And I, I imagine that number gets smaller and smaller every upgrade cycle. As people run yeah. out of lines to add to continue maintaining their unlimited data plan, uh, yeah, eventually it's just going to be like you and three other people, even though That's you're right. not using any more data, by de facto, you are now the top 5%, and you're getting throttled, and you're getting throttled. Like, No, you hold out for that, and then you sue them for, for, for throttling you. Can you do that? Be like, I'm on unlimited. My friend. Well, you can sue yeah. them. It's whether or not you'll win. Did that's, you define what unlimited means in this term of service? First of all, did you read the term of service? Well, no. It's probably like the well, FDA and zero, and zero calories. If you have just low enough amount of calories in a serving, you can still list it on your product as zero calories. So it's the same thing here. Unlimited is, you know, some extent unlimited until you reach that point where there's a limit all so it's the the fact that we have unlimited like all these people all these cell phone companies tout unlimited but then they throw so many limiting limiting caveats on there Uh, just shows you that the fcc in the united states has no balls whatsoever Ooh, like they 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 suck so bad that this is all every customer is, is unhappy with the fact that like Limited doesn't mean unlimited, but nobody does anything about it. We complained we about to... this back when they were like 4G LTE and 3G LTE and then and looking at like what the standards said the specs of the speed was and what they were like, no, this is fourth generation. Like, it's the same shit. The FCC didn't have balls back then. They have a little, 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 little hamster balls. Yeah. Little hamster balls. <laughs> 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 little dingo balls. Yeah, but it's it is. It's stupid. And it's stupid that you have to have people being like, "So, what does this mean?" Like, what am I paying you $1500 every freaking year for? Yeah. 
Uh, it says starting in October 2014, Verizon will extend its network optimization policy. Is that what you're calling it? Our network <laughs> optimization policy. Watch us optimize our network and throttle everybody. We're going to optimize yeah. you to 100 kbps. Right? You have been fully yeah, so. optimized. Thank you for choosing Verizon. They're using quality of service to have no quality of service. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> uh, the users who will fall within the top 5% of data users on our network have fulfilled their minimum contractual commitment and are on unlimited plans using 4G LTE device. Uh, you may experience slower data speeds when using certain high bandwidth applications, like you know, streaming HD video or real-time online gaming, or when you're connecting to a cell site when it's being used a bunch. Yeah. So if you live in a city, a dense city you're like effed. Chicago or New York or something, and you like, you're video. always going to be throttled. Yeah. <laughs> The one 100%. thing that they're like, check out these new fast data speeds that you can totally stream HD video on. Cool, thanks. Whatever. I'm over Yeah. It. This story makes me sad. Let's All skip right. it. Screw Do you guys have story. app picks? I saw something in the doc that said, oh my god, Dan, an app pick. I got an app pick. Oh my god, an app it's pick. Exciting. We all have one. That's uh, that's exciting. That's I just want more people crazy. to play mine with me, so that's why I have one. <laughs> all right, uh, Eric, start us off, if you please. So my app pick is called Sorcery! Exclamation um, point. It is it is one of two games. Um, there's Sorcery and Sorcery Two. Um, they are from Steve Jackson Games, I believe. And back in the day. Um, I want to say like the eighties there were um there were these sort of like choose your own adventure style games. Um I don't know if you're old enough you you might remember this. Like so this Temple is basically of taking... Apshai? Is that old like, enough for you? What is it? Temple, Temple of Apshai. It was an Temple Apple II, it was an Apple two C game like that. I think you might be correct. Okay. So th- this is this is um Sort of like those, like choose your own adventure, but it's it's done in a way that's like comic book drawing. Like it it's hard to explain, but it's really fun. And you sort of it, it's like playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. And you move your piece from one one point on the map to the other, and then something like something interactive happens, and you can fight people. And your little comic paper cutout people are fighting one another. Um, it's a fun game, actually. Uh, it's five bucks for each for Sorcery One and Sorcery Two. Um, and I've, I was, I've been playing it, and I think it's totally worth the $5. I, I've been playing it for, for a few hours and still having a lot of fun. Wow, so that's, like, it out. that's like a dollar an hour almost if you play for a couple more. It, it's true. I mean, the, the return on investment is out of this world. Yeah, no, that's, that's good. I rarely get anywhere near a dollar an hour worth of anything. Uh, that, that's really good. I'm, I'm going to check that out. You know what I find very funny though is if you look at their I mean this is this is a professional company, right? Like this isn't some some, you know, two bit twenty year old doing this in his garage. Um so if you look at the screenshots on their Google Play store entry, you can actually see like you still see like the notification bar at the top <laughs> where it shows the icon for taking having taken a screenshot. <laughs> That's awesome. It's just, you can see that their battery was very low and that they run Wi-Fi and then they went to airplane mode. It's, uh, it's great. So I'll, I'll stop talking. Fun no, I, I was actually I, I, I was trying to screen share it uh, here so that everyone could uh, check these out. There you go. Good. See that? <laughs> That's so good. I like the little paper cut out like fighty. It's, it's awesome. He took, it's a lot of fun. It's good. It's really good. So, all right, uh, Nick. So yeah, I have an app pick that I just found out really a couple. I found out about a couple, just a couple hours before this uh, podcast. I was looking through my Google Plus, and uh, someone that I that I follow, Francois Belfort. He's a, a French guy that now works for for uh, Google, but he would often do dig into like the source code for like different Google products and. Uh, basically leak a lot of stuff beforehand. And so Google, of course, hired him. 
And uh, he basically developed a little app called Cog. It's a free app. You can download from either the Google Play Store or you can uh, get on uh, the Chrome App Store. But it's an Android app and it's a Chrome app. And it basically allows you to look at uh, your system info, your, you know, different things like CPU, memory, you know, uh, what type of wireless you have, how much available uh, RAM, that kind of stuff. And it uses what looks like the material design UI from uh, Android L. So it's already out on Google Play Store for free, and it's out on the Google, uh, what is it, the Chrome Web Store. So if you want to use it on, like, the Chrome browser or, like, you have a Chromebook or Chromebox or something, um, any Windows PC or any, any computer that runs a browser, you can run this little app, and it looks really nice. It's small, it's simple, but it displays a nice bit of information, and uh, it's pretty cool. So I highly recommend it. It's called COG. Very cool. Cog. All right, uh, I got an app pick. It's from. <laughs> it's it's an old it's an iOS game that uh, my friend showed me, and now I can't stop playing it on Android. It's called Piano Tiles. Don't touch the white tile. It's <laughs> like a uh, scrolly piano Zen type of game. Anyway, check it out. I I just wanted to mention that because I was in first place for a while uh, in one of the uh, the arcade games there. So. Uh, if you can beat my three seconds in that dash, then uh, bring it on. Are you sure that this is a legit game? Uh, yeah, I've only been playing it for like the last three weeks. Okay, one, the very first screenshot says, what uh, additive game? Hold on. So not only this... did they use uh instead of n, but they instead of saying addictive and addictive game, they said uh additive game. It's so additive. <laughs> it's so additive. I can't even contain the additivity. Hey, maybe English isn't their first language, dick. Did you ever think of that? <laughs> well, listen. It's if if, if Hu Wing Zhang is making so much money off of this app, maybe he could pay somebody to, to do proper Maybe you should style. just try and beat my score and shut your mouth. How about that? Okay, I'll do that. No, I'm sure I, you're, I'd never read this stuff. I, I would probably find spelling errors in all of it, and yeah. That's I'm added. sorry I yelled at you, Eric. I feel terrible now. <laughs> I don't see what you're seeing. Oh, what? Uh, ad- <laughs> oh, but redoing text in a screenshot sucks, man. I, I, I would have just put it up there, too. Actually, no, I would have caught that beforehand. Can we can we Did share you? this real quick so everyone can uh, enjoy what we're laughing at here? This is This is pretty good. Wow. Yeah, look at that. What a additive game. And see, they got 2.8. That beat my three. So, shit. <laughs> mm. But yeah, it's like a piano game. You uh, Classic Zen Rush arcade. Play them all. Mm. It's fun. It's additive. It's very additive. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh, man, somebody should email that guy. What's his name? Huang Zhang. Somebody should email Huang Zhang. If that is indeed your name. It might not be. We got this a new IRC chat I want to mention. Attackoftheandroids.com slash live. You can check out the little web version there. Or, Eric, are we on Freenode? That's right, Matt. If you go to irc.freenode.net and then do slash join hashtag AOTA, you can join us in the... Can you, chat. or do you have to be invited still? You don't have to be invited, you giant, giant dick. Because <laughs> earlier <laughs> you did. So. It was an act... Listen, it... No, chance it's surf. fine. That's all I'm going to say. Chance surf. Chance surf. Not Nick, my fault. Nick surf, chance surf. Oh, this is taking me back. I really like IRC. Mm-hmm. I, Later uh, up, we're going to start up some F-serves. Yeah. Some XDCC <laughs> bots. Some XDCC. Yes. Play BBS door game. We're going to have a giant line because, you know, I'm only on dial-up, so I can only have one person downloading it 4K per time. So. We'll do a trivia game with a bot. A bot, a trivia bot. Do you bot remember that? Win? We had a yeah. rap bot once we made. We fed it a whole bunch of, like, battle rap and your mama stuff. And so whenever anyone would come in, it would, like, spit a battle at you, and then you would write back at it, and then it would write back at you. It was kind of fun. Yeah, and then, I, 
yeah. people need to come to this room because I if if enough people encourage us, we will we will add bots and it'll be fun. It will be fun. IRC will be fun again. Do you do you remember when IRC was fun? I do. I do. I also do. That's All right. Why I didn't date school. Uh, good yep. stuff. Thanks for yeah. uh, joining us for another episode. Uh, AttackingTheAndroids.com. That's our site. Eric has the email address, and it is show at attackoftheandroids.com yeah uh yeah check us out maybe next week maybe in a couple weeks who knows it's summertime don't 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 be in front of the computer all summer for real like go outside get some sun you're gonna need to pack that sun away for this long winter we're about to have so all right uh and yeah let's play some games online piano tiles or sorcery (laughs) it is good all right guys TaggingTheAndroids.com. Thanks for listening. Peace. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. Attack of the Androids dot com